Thanks for listening to the Pro Video Podcast. Weekly insights into everything video. Proudly presented by worldpodcast.com. Here's the host, Blair Walker. Hi everybody and welcome to the Pro Video Podcast. Every week we bring you insights into film, television, online video, VR and so much more. This week we're going to be talking about design, 3D, retouching, presenting, lighting, rendering, communities, tutorials, octane, branding, transitioning, progressing, freelancing, all this and more with Phil Roberts, Raid Zero himself. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Blair. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. We met online as so many of my uh, recent connections with everybody in the community has been through Twitter and um, various other communities and things. So do you mind sort of explaining to everybody what you do and your place in the industry? Yeah, well, um, so I'm actually a creative retoucher and I have been for the last nearly 10 years now. It was around uh, January last year, that's when I started dabbling in the world of uh, Cinema 4D. Um, like my, the kind of uh, work I was doing at work, like it wasn't always creatively fulfilling. And I knew a lot about um, CGI and 3D and the processes and the pipelines and all that, all that sort of stuff from um, like running teams and working on working on that stuff as well um that I kind of made the decision I was just like well I know I know a lot about it but I I can't actually do it myself so that's when I started like looking into um different 3D programs and what was the best fit for me and um I was quite um kind of active on Instagram and things like that and these things used to come into my feed you know like people and um people like uh, locked and loading like david brodeur and and, th- and things like that where they'd be doing dailies and i'd just be like wow I, like i really want to be doing that sort of you know those those sort of things and that's where my kind of journey started into into this motion graphics world and uh, i set up from there basically and just started chatting with people online and watching tutorials like grayscale gorilla and brograph and things like that and it just went from there and it's just grew and grew and grew basically and everybody in the community is just so amazing and so welcoming it's it's just been fantastic it's definitely one of the main things about motion design that I see from so many other creative disciplines about how supportive and how giving everybody is, which makes it so much easier to grow yourself and feel comfortable asking those questions and that growth. Yeah, like that's the thing I couldn't understand. Like I know from going to 3DS Max events or even like Adobe and it's that kind of your noob mentality is very kind of prevalent in them in them sort of situations where I've never felt that's been a problem going into motion design, motion graphics, and the Cinema 4D community. Like that is just it's just never been a, an issue. It's like yeah. everyone's on Slack. Like even the other day, I had um, just like a really a really simple kind of export question that I put on a Slack and Liam, who you've had on the show before, he's just like, oh, just jump on on. Uh, on Skype and we'll just I'll walk you through it yeah it's like that it's so rare in other communities for that type of kind of interaction to happen it's amazing it's like I'm so grateful for that no I, I see it happen all the time and I try and do it as much as I can as well because it comes around the more you give the more you get back and exactly exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and that's yeah that's that's what I've been trying to do as well like I've I've 
been heavily uh, getting into Octane and trying to um, record my own tutorials and uh, kind of give back to that community because it's so it's so important and it and it yeah. drives it forward. You know? Yeah, definitely. And um, motion graphics, motion design it's it's a black hole that you've jumped yeah. into. It's pretty. It's never <laughs> <Yeah>. ending. <laughs> I I've watched and really enjoyed seeing that your development over 2017 and the start of the year, and it's been incredible like some people just have a natural talent but i think having that design aesthetic that eye that understanding of light from coming from a photo retoucher that's mm-hmm. something that i really saw in your work that yeah. that's a fundamental foundation for you to just jump into 3d and motion design now yeah thanks yeah, yeah it's definitely helped i i think um having that photographic background and um you know like being on photo shoots and understanding like the the the, the kind of lighting that you would use practically i think that's why like using octane was quite, like quite a good fit for me because it's it's kind of physically based so like placing lights in a scene you get the reflections and you you have to block off the reflections yeah. from certain objects how how you would do when you were setting up lights in in the photography world and um obviously being uh, very client facing and um and things like that you you get to pick up all, all of this kind of lingo and yeah like the the rules and it, it does become like second nature and i think i think like i've kind of taken that for granted a little bit where i've i've just kind of sat down and just uh, made something and then like a lot of people have just come back and say oh man how have you made this how have you made this i was like i don't really i don't really know um but Obviously, I've, I've got this like kind of um, s- subconscious, uh, you know, kind of art internal art director that, that um, dictates all these things. Yeah, and what you said before about basing in the real world—it's so true. And coming into these GPAs, uh, GPU-based renderers, where you can treat them like the real world. Uh, recently, we were doing a job in Redshift, and one of the guys was lighting a phone, and the reflections on a phone—it's quite a tricky one. I was like, "Well, yeah, how, how would we?" If we went down to the um, photography studio, how would we craft the reflections? Like, what lights would we put in? What black cards would we put in? And it's like, just try that. And, you know, stay away from the HDRs. Just try it with some. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's, that's it. Yeah, just working those those things out. And uh, we actually did recently, um, place I'm working at the moment, we do a lot of um, automotive uh, retouching work and uh, animations and things like that. Um, we actually hired a photographer. He was a, he, he was a automotive photographer to go into a studio and get all the, all the CGI guys out of the, out of their seats, like out for a day and just show them how to practically light yeah. a car. And it's, they, a lot of them were amazed that like how much of it in a studio is, is bounce light. Is, yeah. is, is, there isn't any kind of direct lights actually shining at the car. It's all like shot on a white cove. Everything's bounced up into the walls. And if you want to get those like wet lines and those glossy kind of looking, looking cars, it's the, actually the exclusion of light that helps yeah. you uh, get those, you know, having black, um, black cloth and like on, um, just like coming up the side of the car, 
that those sort of things that they you could just see the lights going off in their in their, <laughs> in their heads like oh wow never never really thought of that yeah so all these guys coming back and like trying trying all that indirect lighting <laughs> and stuff and yeah it, it helps it definitely yeah. helps turning all yeah. their lights around away from the car bouncing it off yeah. and, and bouncing it back but, again yeah and it's in in the real world it's because literally um the physics of light and exponentially um getting that distance but getting that volume and that area of light you physically can't do that if you're having it right there next to the object yeah 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 uh it's such a cool subject we won't spend the whole hour talking about lighting even though i could (laughs) (laughs) i do love it that much (laughs) but you're talking about um tutorials and training and how important that was um for you to take this transition from photo retouching into the world of computer graphics and motion design and I'm seeing you producing tutorials online now in such a short period yeah. of time. And, and that's yeah. what I think is so cool that, um, so quickly with the tools available and the knowledge that you have, you've gone from student to, um, helper, teacher, supporter mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the tutorials was kind of the kind of first step. And, um, I have a, I have an hour commute each way to work. So instead of reading the newspaper, I just started, uh, you know, watch it, watching a tutorial or, or two every morning, you know, just uh, yeah. download, download them onto my phone and kind of take that in. I'm, I'm quite lucky in the respect that like I actually retain quite a lot of the information when I watch it. So I don't have to have a, a tutorial when I'm actually sitting at, down at the computer and, oh, I'm and, jealous. and doing it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so and like just watching people using the software, I, I can kind of, um, you know, gauge, oh, that's why he's doing that. That's why he's doing that. And, um, yeah, that, that, like, I'd all, it always sparks something in my head. So watching a tutorial, it, it wouldn't be like, oh, I want to recreate that exactly. It just yeah. kind of sparks something else like, oh, I wonder if I could try that with this sort of technique and if I combine it with this one and, you know, that those, those sort of thing. And that, that was a lot more interesting for me because I had creative control over that and, yeah. um, it's, it's essentially original work. So, and, and that's, that should be the whole point. <laughs> Tutorials yeah. are not to be <laughs> <Yeah>. copied. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Cause yeah. I've seen so many student reels where they th- they've come in and they've shown work and they don't think that we have the internet or something because I've seen yeah. so many knockoff tutorials and it's like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you did one with Brograph and that was number 78 about octane laser effect. You were very much into octane. That's oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, like that was the kind of gateway drug for me. And yeah, I obviously used Macs and stuff for my for my job at work. So that was a kind of no, no in that respect, because obviously uh, octane, you have to use a, a NVIDIA GPU. So mm. um, early on, I was kind of like, right, I need to get myself a machine and pretty much my first year it was all just done on a laptop so i got i got myself a good um i got a razor pro laptop and yeah he just went from there it's got it's got a, a gtx 1080 in it so um it's it's quite a powerful machine yeah um but th- those um the the tutorials the uh, brograph obviously um 
I'd, I'd kind of discovered that laser uh, technique and put it on the program Slack. And then Dave and Matt uh, kind of messaged me. He's like, how would, how would you like to do a tutorial on how to do that? I was like, oh, wow. Well, ne- never really thought about doing a tutorial. Um, but it was just a something that... Um, because obviously towards the end of the year, um, my work kind of noticed that I'd um, um, started to get quite good in uh, Cinema 4D and and that sort of thing. And we had a bit of downtime. So they were like, well, we've got this pitch in. Um, how would you like to work on it? And I was just like, wow, that's that's, that's awesome. And like obviously seeing the other retouches like, oh, wow, I didn't even know you you did this. And I was, yeah, it was like, do, do it all in my spare time. So that was the technique I kind of came up with um, whilst doing doing that pitch for a, a, a trainer um and then yeah it was just just went from there and yeah it's a very cool effect with the uh, um laser lines illuminating an object and seeing that form yeah we'll yeah, link to that yeah yeah oh thanks dude um, um yeah it's, there's a there's a couple of techniques to to do it and um yeah that's that's it just it shows you how to how to do that in uh, cinema 4d and octane it's awesome and there's um it's the thing about this whole um black hole that we swim in there's so many different yeah. ways to do something <laughs> yeah that's it yeah that's yeah that's what i like about it as well it's yeah. like prob- it's almost like problem solving like, yeah. constantly you know putting out fires and just yeah just figuring out how to how to get where you need to go and it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get to where it looks great and you're happy with it exactly and, yeah i yeah i like to just cheat it as fast as i can <laughs> yeah <laughs> I really enjoyed hearing you talking about you putting in that time and energy in your own time, that self-development for yourself, that it came up bringing opportunities in your career. And Mm -hmm. now doing the tutorial and seeing the opportunities progress for you where this year you're going to go and speak at NAB, which is massive. It's so big. It's such, yeah, such an honor and such a, like a whirlwind kind of to get to that point. And I was watching NAB last year, like just watching all the, the guys talk. And if you'd have told me then that I'd, I'd be actually presenting uh, the next year, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. And, um, it was a lot of blood, sweat and tears and a lot of conversations with the wife where it's like, I really want to do this. I'm going to have to put in a lot of hours. So I'm really busy at my job and um, I work a lot of hours. I'm, I'm pretty much out of the house for 12 hours of the day and then to get home and then obviously see my wife for a sh- short period of time and then just literally knuckle down and get on with learning and rendering and you know compositing and all that sort of stuff like after hours yeah um, just to kind of progress my own um vision and um career yeah having supportive partners in pursuit of your own creative endeavors yeah um i'm lucky i'm so to- yeah so <laughs> yeah so lucky as well <laughs> she's so understanding and i'm so grateful for that i think that there's a I don't know about you, but I know that for me, my wife would just knows that um, I, I have to do it. So she's supportive in doing it because she knows that I'd be like a cat climbing the walls if I did it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's where it all stemmed from. We, you know, I didn't have creative control over the stuff that I was doing and it was literally driving me mental and yeah. I'd come home and I just moan to the wife and it's like, I didn't want to just come over every night and, and, and moan and moan and moan. Yeah. Um, and she, she saw the change in me as soon as I started doing that stuff. And 
um, kind of putting it out there and um, showing like how I'm progressing and things like that. She's just three, four months into it. She's just like, you just completely like turned it around. You That's know? awesome. Um, and yeah, it was such a great feeling just to do that. That's so cool. Awesome. So cool. I had um, Brett Morrison um, a few episodes ago and he's mm-hmm. done a lot of presentations and he, he's presented at NAB and, yeah, he really expressed how massive a job it is to put a presentation together. So you must be right in the thick of that right now. Oh man, I'm I'm so in the thick of it. Like, so I found out maybe three weeks ago now, and I I literally have not stopped to. I've been working to two at like two a.m. in the morning, working weekends. Um, yeah, obviously taking breaks to like play with the kids and you know and all that. Uh, take the dog out and, and stuff like that but I've had to really explain to the the, the wife and uh, the kids that daddy's got to um, do a presentation in, in Las Vegas so um, I, I want it to be the best it can be and it's a huge one for you because like me you're not based in the states where we're at different ends of the world I'm on the bottom yes. and you're in the UK <laughs> you're based in London yeah yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. So getting out to these places and getting your name um across the pond is like is like obviously a really good thing and um I personally financed going to um Half Res last year and it was one of the best decisions I made. It's I made so many good friends and yeah. um made loads of connections and and things like that which is ultimately led to me um turning freelance in in may so oh congratulations that's awesome thanks thanks dude uh, yeah <laughs> I, I saw your um instagram with you hanging out with nick campbell and uh matt milstead <laughs> <You're at> <laughs> <laughs> yeah getting nerd famous no. <laughs> that's what my wife calls it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's like um instagram likes it hit in, in the real world, the, the currency doesn't yeah. go too far, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I feel that one, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it was it's so good meeting those guys, and it's everyone is so again just super nice and welcoming, and yeah, yeah, it's just it's been it's been amazing. It was yeah, it's been such a good ride. Yeah, it's again something that I love about this whole industry is that somebody who's just come into it that doesn't know anything, um, even, you know, a high schooler looking for knowledge and support could go to events and have people who are operating at the top of their career communicate, be available and help support them. That's what's so nuts and crazy and good about this industry. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing as well. And, um, I kind of I've been to universities and kind of spoke about this where it, it, not everything is about just going into a school and getting an education it's it's learning yourself and also going into communities where other people that you like are doing the same sort of job that you want to be doing you know yeah. and um just kind of meeting those people and um because I think there's there is a quite a big gap between um schools and universities and actually real jobs yeah. and it, like what what I was trying to do is going to like I've done a couple of talks in universities where I kind of explained like it is a lot of hard work you don't just you don't just walk into a job and um it's it's those kind of things that we're like we're looking for when we're hiring juniors and um 
you know, interns that they have that passion, like that they've kind of done it on their own, you know, yeah. they've, they've kind of made that effort. And that's the kind of thing and the, the drive that we that we were looking for. Yeah. Um I've I've said this formula so many times to so many people, especially at tertiary education facilities. Mm-hmm. Connect, network. That's a really big part of it. The ones yeah. who do make an effort, it's obvious that they're really passionate and that they're gonna go far because of it. I've presented to a lot of different classes and stuff as well. And moderated different graduations of um, post-grad and degrees and masters and things like that. And I say to everybody that I'm in touch with, hit me up. I'm available. Yeah. And the percentage yeah. is so minute. It just doesn't happen. I know. I know. I think the last presentation I did at yeah, the University of Northampton, and there was 40, 50 people in that class and only one or two just yeah. got, back, got back to me. I was like, literally, my email is open if you want to get a call. <laughs> Let me know. Like I've got so much to to, to kind of give you advice wise, and yeah, yeah. Literally, only two people in the in the in the whole place just kind of took that opportunity, and I was like, I was a bit shocked. To be honest, yeah. I was like, is it is it my presenting? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think yeah, I've I've really thought about it a lot, and it's just that um, when you're at that age, I think is that yeah, comfortable. I think enough. it is. Yeah. 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 So if you're listening and you are just graduating and you're feeling a bit awkward about connecting, don't <laughs> get out there. <laughs> Connect. Yeah. Ask. Come chat. Come and have yeah. a come and have a call. <laughs> yeah. Jump on Skype. Totally, totally. Join the join the Slack groups. Um yeah. jo- I'll give you links at the end of this show, but there's so many different places that there are people who are willing to share their knowledge and help you through um, your career path. So take advantage. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sweet. So I wanted to sort of just jump on to branding as a topic. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really, really interesting seeing you at the start of your progression through this part of your life, go from being Phil Roberts to raid zero yeah. <laughs> and, and on Twitter it's like there's almost like a line in the sand where Phil Roberts ended and raid zero started so that's what, it yeah <laughs> what was the <laughs> shift in branding yourself as raid zero well so I I wanted it to be something that was totally separate from uh like my work and um where like where I work and um and things like that and I just thought the best way to do that was kind of come up with a name and then you know get all the kind of social media and stuff and just do it do it through that so it was it was like a it was a project basically yeah um and i still use my like i've got an instagram account for family and i've got a a twitter account that i use for kind of everything else but um the whole raid zero thing that i've kind of purely kept that um like motion graphics and and uh 3d and and stuff like that and the name just came from i was i was literally just walking home one day just thinking like like i need a cool name i like don't know what i don't know what it's been i dabbled with a few different things like auto ghost and like just just grabbing words out of the thing and um i literally just bought my laptop that day and it has a two terabyte drive in it that is raid zero <laughs> and i was just like actually that's that's quite cool so I, I yeah i just i literally like typed it in to see if it was available and um it wasn't in the in the normal uh spelling of uh, spelling of it but with the an actual zero at the end it was pretty much everything was was free so yeah i was like right i'm just gonna go with that 
<laughs> no, the, it, it really stuck in my mind. Um, and I think that it's a really appropriate name in this industry because that creative is um, that left, right, left brain, right brain. The creative and the tech is hand in hand. So a lot of yeah, us recognize yeah. that. That's cool. Yeah, like I've I've had a lot of people saying, it's, "Like, man, I wish I'd come up with that." <laughs> with, come up with that note. Like, I I had a Skype conversation with Matthias when um uh, when he was talking about the NAB presentation, and he was just like, "Man, I thought Major Effects was a cool name until you came along." Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so, like, obviously, I, I picked a good name, and yeah, happy oh, with it. Definitely, um, Matthias is um. So- He's part of Maxon and um, Cinema 4D is the software from Maxon. He's very Mm -hmm. supportive of all the artists and bringing them to presentations like NAB and SIGGRAPH and things. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I met met him actually um, uh, in Chicago when I went to Half Res just briefly. So when it kind of came about to when he was looking for presenters and and things like that, like that meeting helped out, you know, landing the the presentation role, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. And that was you getting yourself out there. I would imagine a pretty big cost too. It was quite costly. So I had to pay for the flights, the Airbnb and the tickets and all that sort of stuff. But again, it was another sit down with the wife conversation and just like, I need to do this. And it was such a good decision. Yeah. If you're hearing the uh, swinging door sound, that's my cat running in and out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm recording from home tonight. Um, You're in the UK. It's your Saturday morning and it's my Saturday night. So thank you for um, getting up and uh, giving me some of your time. And uh, please pass on my appreciation to your wife. She must have such little time and here I am stealing more of it. <laughs> no, she's, she's fine. I've sent her out. I've, I've, I've said like, I'll pay for breakfast. So she's nice. taking the kids out. <laughs> I will pass on my thanks. I really do appreciate it. That's awesome. Do. She sounds like a very awesome, awesome wife indeed. She is. <laughs> I wanted to talk about some of the animation that you've been doing because not only have you been dabbling in um, the modeling, the texturing, the lighting, the rendering, all of that's massive um this is a show about video so <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah i'm really interested about the animation and the development of that i know that you've really explored a lot of different ways of animating whether it be mocap or keyframes so how has yeah, that yeah. been man it's like that's probably one of been, been one of the hardest things to to kind of pick up because it's a whole different world like i'm i'm used to one frame essentially and kind of figuring out like what frame rates I need to be using and uh, exports and all, all of that stuff like when before you even start the animation um yeah that's that it's, it has been like quite a tough ride and it's again just going through tutorials what's right what's wrong um why it looks wrong adding like a little natural shake to your cameras and yeah. linear linear keyframing against easy ease and like all, all of those like sort of terminology and um yeah it's yeah, that's been one of the most difficult difficult things to pick up and I, I still still learning that all the time oh, I've you been know, doing, what, what's yeah. a good camera in? yeah i've been doing it for like almost 20 years mate i'm still learning so <laughs> it never stops <laughs> 
but there's some easy uh, there's some tools coming out like Grayscale Grillers got their um, new Griller Cam plugin. Oh which yeah, 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 interesting. Yeah, that, that, yeah, for the overshoot, like, I'm really interested in that. Yeah, and uh, like I, I really want to uh, actually chat to the guys when I when I go to NAB because I like I, I definitely have some ideas on uh, like what features they 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 could have in uh, future releases. Yeah, um, which would be quite cool. I think that would always be up to hear that. It's, yeah, definitely. And similar to the discussion that we had earlier about lighting and going into a real studio, I I I spent a lot of time shooting and filming. I think that brought that appreciation of what a real camera does into yeah. um, animating the camera, where it's a personality and a presence or in itself, but at the same time, you don't want to, you know, it's a fine balance of adding some life and interest, but it not being so intense that it's unwatchable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I, I, I do have a little bit of experience, um, kind of overseeing these, these sort of projects where we'll get, we'll get projects in that kind of, um, go across print, web, you know, animations and uh, like they're multi delivery. So, um, as a kind of creative lead, I, I, um, kind of set that project up and, um, the sit with the animators, sit with the, uh, the comp artists and kind of go through that. And you, you do get a sense of, um, what kind of looks good and, um, what kind of works and what doesn't. So, yeah. um, again, I think like some of that is a, a little bit of a, uh, a subconscious, um, kind of, uh, thing and, yeah, but it, doing it yourself is totally different than sitting behind someone and going, no, I don't think that looks realistic. You know, <laughs> it's, it's totally different. <laughs> yeah. And now, I'm not sure why, but when when it's right, I'll know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'd, I'd never want to be one of them people. <laughs> I have enough of that at work. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to know about the compositing that you do because I I've we've got um an awesome team of retouchers at FCB New Zealand as well and I'm mm-hmm. always in awe of the what they can do to a still image but I I, I see their Photoshop files and I'm like whoa that's just blowing my mind <laughs> there's so <laughs> many layers there's so many um, adjustment layers effects mats everything are you bringing that's that it. into your work in motion or is it just trying to get it out of octane as close as possible no definitely uh like so what i'm like i'm i'm used to um getting renders from 3ds max and v-ray so um having that kind of flexibility where you can rebuild your um your whole scene just with different render render passes on different blend modes and things like that and having all that control where you can change the almost even the the direction of the lighting through the passes yeah. that you get you know um so when i um started obviously using cinema 4d and rendering out octane pretty much gets you like you know 80 percent of the way there so um you can render um kind of uh utility passes out out of um cinema uh out of octane um to to kind of get masks of different materials and, and things like that and what i started doing in the beginning is just taking one frame into photoshop i kind of get it looking where i, I thought it looked good 
and then I'd open it up in After Effects and do the same sort of things and learn how. Right, I've kind of masked off that area. Like, how do I make masks in 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 After Effects? How do yeah. I animate that mask across that timeline? Because obviously the guy moves or the the spaceship moves or, or something like that. And um, yeah, just getting all of those effects and like I, I I still kind of work in a Photoshop sort of way in in After Effects where. I'll have an adjustment layer and I'll put my effect on that adjustment layer and then I'll like do another adjustment layer for a different effect. So I've got that flexibility where the effect isn't actually connected to the footage. Yeah. It's, it's connected to a separate thing that I can turn on and off, you know. That, that and, sounds like the wisdom of a man who's had too many flattened layers and can undo something. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It's all got to be parametric. It's all got to be undoable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. Love it. Um, yeah. That man walking through, I'm just literally seeing your animation of your space guy walking through the yeah. corridor. Amazing lighting, man. That was like, oh, yeah, thanks, really dude. sick. That's, yeah, that was, that was actually one of the, the kind of first uh, things I used. You know, the uh, Mixamo, the. Um, oh, the mocap. Data for yeah, the mocap, yeah, the mocap. Yeah, yeah. so I, like I, I started using that, and I had a, I had a guy that I, I textured, um, and I was like, oh wow, this is amazing. You can just literally take the take the model and put it into this software, and then get out all these different animations. I was just yeah. like, this, this is where I'd like, right? I kind of got a guy, and he had a walk cycle, and then it's just like, I'm just going to create a whole you know scenario around this now because like this looks amazing to me so yeah i just created that um i i actually used um some of the uh, french monkey who's like such an amazing resource of um stuff like quite early on i bought his uh like tech it pack and his retina pack and all, all of these uh, textures that he, he uses and and i was able to kind of use those in in that corridor scene and yeah, it was, it was just a, you know, lots of things to learn. Like, how do I move the camera down the corridor? How do I make it feel natural? And, um, how do I get the lighting to stay like with the guy as he's walking and like all of these things without it feeling like there's lights following him? And yeah, there's, there was lots of things in there that I learned at the time. It was the longest animation that I'd actually put together. So it's the render times as well. It's like, <laughs> right, this is going to take 12 hours or something to, to do. So. It was quite a learning uh, learning experience that one. It's the best way to learn. Just get in there and do a project and yeah, have a vision and execute that. Yeah, shout out to Constantine, the French monkey. He was on an earlier <laughs> yeah. of the podcast. Such yeah, a good guy. He's, he's such a good guy, and yeah, so grateful for like all the stuff that he puts out. And every time he brings something out, I'll get it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when you were talking just then, it reminded me something I've talked to a lot of schools who are trying to teach, um, 3D and motion design, especially. Um, I think mm -hmm. with 3D, being a 3D specialist artist, learning all the different disciplines quite deeply is important. But for motion design, where it's more about the graphic design and motion design and say a three year course, I've really felt that the schools shouldn't be like giving them a very thin layer of knowledge across everything and then saying, now do a big project actually giving them a lot of constraints or pre-built aspects 
so that they can then flourish and then that still has a level of quality. So taking a walk cycle, perhaps they're not going to be animators. So taking a mocap walk cycle, which allows them to actually understand and think about the lighting and the cameras. And I've thought of this so many times and it's frustrating. And then another yeah. project, giving them all a really nicely lit environment where there's some simple colors and it's just a, it's a striking look where they're actually animating simple objects and really focus on the animation in its purest form. Yeah, I don't know. I've said this so many times it gets me frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I know. That it just it just sounds like when when you're in in like in these industries it just sounds so obvious and I yeah. don't know why it doesn't like trickle down and um maybe it isn't um because enough people are speaking in universities or the the people that are teaching I don't come from those industries like I don't I don't know yeah but it is definitely it is frustrating because I I know from my experience at uni I was I was kind of let down by my university experience and like having those projects that it was literally like your time to flourish and and getting those constraints when you get people come in from from um from a studio and they have a project for you to to get on with that that's like yeah that's how you solve the problems that's how you the problems crop up yeah you know sometimes you can't you can't really teach those sort of things and it's but you can you can teach ways to kind of solve them together you know yeah uh, yeah, um, this is a team sport and it's very collaborative for the bigger projects yeah. that we do. And I think that understanding yeah. that it's not the likelihood of doing everything yourself is so small. <laughs> so why yeah. would you put yeah. that onto um, someone who hasn't even graduated yet? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, me on my soapbox again. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Different ways that you can really grow fast, and I've seen you develop really quickly over the last year. Uh, it's, it's just a matter of putting the hard work in, but having um, some really creative briefs and opportunities to just try and experiment are really key, I think, too. And what I liked seeing was some of your rando renders from last year, such as the um, David Ariev-inspired watch scene, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's that was such a cool thing, and it came. It just came at the right time for me that I was kind of, you know, sitting at home, and you just you you do sometimes just sit at your computer and it's like I know I want to learn something or do something, and you kind of stuck with an idea or it's just too open ended or yeah. you know, and that just came at such a good time for me, and it's such a cool idea that you just take two random words and put them together where it'd be like I don't know a coke can toaster or, so, or something like that <laughs> yeah. where it just gives you those constraints that you're just like right how am I gonna how am I gonna tackle this like what does the toaster look like is it gonna have coke like written on the side like need to uv it or texture it like in a way that that coke label is gonna stay on the side you know or is like, it a these, toaster what? that pops up with coke instead of toast yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so everyone everyone has it yeah everyone has a different kind of take yeah. on that and yeah it was such a good a good thing for me and um, kind of t to try different styles, different things, and yeah, get get those like kind of curveballs that you would get yeah. in the in the real world. Yeah, definitely, it's really good. So, um, for you guys and girls who don't know what a rando render is, that Brograph um, decided that they were going to create um, a web page where you can go and visit and 
click the rando button and it will just give you two options. Um, sometimes it's a material or sometimes it's a aesthetic or, or um, a style of another artist. And you can jam those words together in any way that you envision. And yeah, and like you said, Phil, it kind of just puts your head into a space that it just wouldn't normally be. Yes, it's fantastic. Definitely recommend doing that. Shout out to the Brograph boys. I love those guys. They're awesome. <laughs> I'm always always just chatting to them on Slack and Skype and, and things like that and try and help out as much as I can and give, give some back. And they've got some new projects coming up and um, hopefully I'll be helping a lot more uh, doing doing those sort of things as I, as I go freelance as well. You have to jump into the pro video Slack, mate, now that you've been yeah, on the definitely, show. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sweet. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> some um, good conversations happening in there as well. So you Sweet. never have too many Slacks, I say. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good release from work, just going in there and seeing what people are chatting about. And yeah. It's, it's usually random. <laughs> it's <Yep>. usually really <laughs> random. <laughs> And now it's time for the Pro Video Picks. This is the time of the show where we go into the Pro Video Picks. So, Phil, what would be your Pro Video Pick for this week? Um, So, because I do a lot of hours at work and I do a lot of hours when I come home, um, kind of sleep and energy is like a big big thing. And... um, I found that actually uh, going to the gym is one of the biggest kind of factors in your energy levels and kind of well-being and um you know kind of stamina in in that respect where you you can work those sort of hours and yeah. still feel awake and still feel um like you're contributing to you know the the work um and yeah so I I tried to I tried to get to the gym like 3 4 times a week uh, I usually go on my lunch break uh, at work so it's in the middle of the day i get back and yeah awesome. carry, on, carry on working yeah great pick great pick i'm trying to get up early and um do a bit of a workout in the garage before before nice. work it's a good good time to listen to a podcast so yeah definitely yeah yeah that's 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 where i get most of my podcast listening done <laughs> yeah awesome bro um following who are you following it could be a website TV show, podcast, anything you'd like. So I, I pretty much every day I go on to um, cgchannel.com. Um, it's just basically just got news and stuff. It, it's not necessarily um, just like cinema 4D and motion graphics. It's, it's kind of all over the industry. So, you know, like what kind of new technologies are coming out, what plugins, um, people's work and all of these sort of things. And it's just kind of an amalgamation of all of that stuff just in one place. And I pretty much get into work and I'll just go straight on that and just kind of, it's, it's almost like reading the newspaper, but for the, the 3d world, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's good. A massive time suck. If you let it, that's like- yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In uh, inspirational videos, really love to um, see what videos our guests share because, um, there's so much content out there. So to point the audience in a, in to the good content is always a plus, I think. So what would be your inspirational video? So 
recently i've 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 been trying to put together my own show reels i've been i've been kind of looking at the the types of show reels that people put out there and one just completely stuck stuck out above pretty much everybody and that was um twisted polly show reel i like i've watched that i I literally cannot count the amount of times i've watched that just over and over because like just going how 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 did he do that how how has he put all of that together and it's so complex and vast and like it's yeah i'm just totally in awe of that of that guy and his work is amazing totally agree with you there when i saw that reel come out i was blown away and um He's he's worked on so many great projects. Um, Tim Clapham was on from Hello Lux and Lux last year, and yeah. um, Nate's Twisted Polly worked on the um, <coughs> sorry uh, the Sydney Opera House. What was that project? The um, Lighting the Sails. So oh yeah yeah, they have every year they have a massive festival, and um, I'm blanking on the name of that anyway <laughs> it'll come to me tomorrow <laughs> but um yeah it was an amazing piece um and nate's was part of the team doing that rich nosworthy is another uh, motion designer who worked on that with mm-hmm. tim and um mike Tosetto. can't forget mike from never sit stills mm-hmm. um never sit still there's no stills in that but yeah I tell you getting back to Nate and Twisted Polly it's like his yeah. work is so beautiful it's so bright so vibrant yeah yeah that's yeah. what always strikes me you know um, some some artists and motion designers have quite a dark moody aesthetic and his just feels so yeah. full of fun and bright and colour and energy I know yeah it just it just makes me want to do that like more of that kind of uh, like colorful work and and like just seeing seeing that I was, I was yeah it was amazing yeah no really it's good. an awesome pick and something that everybody can strive to try and get to that level of work is exceptional so awesome <laughs> okay so Sorry, I'm just completely blanking. Give me a second. <laughs> this is the bit that we cut out of the show. <laughs> the bit when, my, when the host gets a massive brain fart. <laughs> okay. All right. Composed. Where do you find inspiration and influence? What would be a source of inspiration for you? So, um, I I like to go to the, the cinema and especially when there's a, a kind of a sci-fi film or like in something in that genre, you know, um, I, I'm definitely like way more on the, the kind of sci-fi end of the, uh, the spectrum in terms of like taste and, you know, like, I would like never Blade guess Runner from your and, work, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's just a massive influence and yeah. Watching like stuff like Blade Runner and, yeah. Um, you know, Star Wars and things like I've, I've always done it. And like, even since, since I was a kid, I've always kind of teetered towards the, the sci-fi sort of, um, films. Um, so yeah, that's always been a, a massive inspiration and like the concept art and like all of these things that kind of contribute to, to those films is, is re- so interesting. I'm always buying, you know, the kind of the books that go with the, f- the film of the concept art and watching the behind the scenes, like how they did it. And yeah, it's, it's so fascinating to me. Yeah. So, so much amazing artwork going into these films and such a resurgence in the last few years of science fiction. You know, there's so many, um, 
either quite technical style designs and also quite abstract with all these nebulae and things like that. It's quite yeah. beautiful. Yeah. 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 Where can everybody follow you online? So I'm mostly on Instagram and Twitter. So that's at Raid Zero. So it's with an actual zero at the end. Um, but I'm pretty much on all the kind of social media and Facebook and um I'm pretty active on the program Slack as well and soon to be on the pro video podcast uh, Slack as well. <laughs> wicked, wicked. Thanks, thanks for the subtle plug there, bro. Love it, love it. <laughs> you too can join the pro video Slack. There'll be a link to that in the show notes as well as Phil's Instagram links and all the links that he's mentioned in the pro video pics. <laughs> and a big shout out to um, Matt Lloyd again. Thanks so much, bro, for like um, helping me out with the show notes. Appreciate it every week, and I know that you're giving up a bit of your week to help out for the show, and it just means a lot to me. And so, everybody listening, click on those links. Matt's put a lot of work into putting these together, so it's a valuable resource for you to instantly go and check out Phil's work and all the other links that he's mentioned tonight, today, whenever you're actually listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, me and you, Phil, we're in that kind of like thing where it's today for you, but it's tonight for me. So it's all over the show. Uh, it's, it's literally a like 12 hour difference, isn't it? Or 13, 13 hour difference now. or something. Yeah. yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. I'm, I, th I think I'm starting to feel it a little bit, getting a little bit of that kooky crazies, but. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, expanded out the pro video picks in recent weeks just to get a few different ideas happening. And one of them is who the guests would recommend to come on to future shows. So, Phil, who would you think that I should ask to be on the show in the future? So, when I went to Half Res, obviously I met a lot of really cool people that I, I get to speak to all the time. But one of the... Um, one of the guys that I, I spoke to while I was there, like, pretty much all the, he was there the, all the time that I was, um, was uh, David Brodeur, who's um, locked and loading. And it, that guy's got such a good kind of outlook on the industry. And he's a teacher in university. And he's he's one of those guys that's really pushing the, the kind of stuff that we've been talking about um, uh, today. So, um, and he's... It, just just morally like where where he's at in the industry he doesn't like doesn't sell himself out for uh for money and he just does the projects that he like feels really passionate about and i learned so much from talking to him and kind of got really inspired um like kind of business wise just just talking to him as well um i think he'd be such a good guest on um awesome on your show definitely Awesome. I'll be following up with him. So, um, yeah. yeah, watch out, David. Uh, Phil sent me for you. <laughs> no, I know um, Locked and Loaded really well. And um, a real mix of um, actual client work, but also a lot of personal projects with um, quite – it's it's quite scientific -y, not scientific -y, science fiction-y, organic animations, yeah. very trippy work sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really it's really, really cool. And he, he kind of paved that kind of genre's way, you know. A lot of people kind of saw that and tried to copy the sort of techniques yeah. and, and, and stuff like that, but he just moved on to something else, you know. It was yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it reminds me of um 
Joel from um, Mad Microbe. Um, Mad Microbe, they do some amazing science, um, medical animations. Uh And it's so crazy how those two worlds of science fiction and science, (laughs) when you get in that (laughs) microbe, you know, that really small um, microscopic scale. Yeah. Yeah. Nature is quite science fiction-y. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. You can follow us at the Pro Video Podcast on Slack, Facebook, Twitter, and the website, and also Spotify. Spotify, nice and easy. So if you are going to recommend this podcast to other friends who work in the industry, say, oh, just check it out on Spotify. How hard is that? I'd love for you to share it out to friends who you think would gain some knowledge, some insights, some community from listening to the show. And that's really what it is about is it's presenting people such as Phil and his experience, his journey and his knowledge to you. So please, please, please share it out on your social networks. Tell your mates. Yeah. Love for them to be listening to. You can follow me, Blair Walker on Twitter. Like I said, all the links will be in the show notes on our website, all of that. Thanks again, Matt. Really appreciate it, mate. And really appreciate you, Phil, from taking some time out on your weekend to be on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, thank, thanks very much. And thanks for, for staying up so, <laughs> so we could do this. Finally, I know it's been a, a quite a long time in the making. So, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for sorting out. No, it's, oh, thank you for being on. And it's not that bad at all. I work in motion, you know, like nice. Hey, <laughs> it's just, no, it's, it's a really, it's, it's a real, it's a real honor and, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks very much. No worries. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it has taken us a while to sort of make it click. I've, I've found that you know, I've just got some guests that I've had in the pipeline for literally a couple of months. So thank you for persisting yeah. with me. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Big fan of the show. So wicked, bro. Well, I'm looking forward to watching your NAB. I won't be able to attend. Um, if there's any sponsors out there that want to fly me over to NAB, I wouldn't say no, but I'll have to watch it for this year. <laughs> yeah. You'll kill it, mate. You'll be awesome. So oh, thanks. Thanks, dude. We'll have to do a catch up after and sort of, um, get a first time experience presenting. Yeah. That would, yeah, that'd be great. Wicked. All right. Everyone, have a great week. Catch you next week. Bye. Join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pro Video Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes.